Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what's up, everyone? How are you guys and gals doing? I promised that I would give the other side of a story when it came down to it. If I got information that I needed to get out there for somebody because they couldn't come on the show or had other things to do uh, as far as professional type of stuff. So here we go. I did an interview. A couple weeks ago, and I do apologize for not getting this out sooner. Been going, making a different YouTube channel for just motorcycle news, manufacturer news, motorcycle lifestyle news over on YouTube. A lot of stuff going on, so I didn't get to go to this thing. I covered it a little bit uh, a couple days after it on the radio show, but I have to make sure it gets out on Insane Throttle. That has to do with the interview that was given by Outlaw Feminists, where Black Dragon was on with me. We were talking about trafficking, all that kind of stuff, and her cause and how she was trying to fight it. Well, it turned out that it was a little weird. And there was accusations that were made against Stephen Stubbs, the Mongols' attorney, uh, in the Patch case, one of the co-counsels. And I believe the appeal. Now, uh, we did do an interview with him, but I put that one uh, in private, if you will, because there were some concerns about what was being said could be negative on the club. But anyway, after that video, I had the interview with Outlaw Feminist. And if you remember, if you got to see it before I privated it, little Dave called in, calling him all kinds of liars on his texting and all that kind of stuff. This is actually, and it's going to be very interesting, because... This was the guy that was brought on to American Cholo to try to defend him when this all first came out. Now, I know he did an interview, and damn to the interviewer, you don't have to let him grease you so much. Gotta teach you how to interview somebody, I really do. Uh, anyway, anyway, 
What happened was Stephen was accused of misconduct. He was accused of a lot of egregious things that came out of left field that had to do with a party that happened that he was attending. And there was dancers and they were providing the entertainment. And then accusations were made against him that he was acting not in good faith, if you know what I mean. Not in good faith. The accusations were pretty bad. The problem turned in the interview, I believe, with, you know, me and Black Dragon shaking our heads. I guess there was a confession to the, or confession allegations, all that type of stuff of illicit activities on her part and some on others' parts that were sent to the FBI, DEA, ATF. Admitted it. Admitted it. It was in writing as well that this was turned over to. And then come to find out this person because I went, got a comment and all that stuff off the record. I'm not going to tell you from who. But she hasn't been seen around this club for years. And there was a reason for that. But that, you know, that's on them to tell, not me. Because when I do something off the record, I do it off the record. Anyway. Very interesting stuff. And I was able to get a response and Steven's side of the story. If you don't know who Steve Stubb is, Bowtie, uh, he does a lot of work for NCOM. He does a lot of work as far as biker rights are concerned. And him having to face something like this without getting his side of the story out is pretty hard. Anyway, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, his first thing was, and he put, I just watched the interview and I thought I would point out a few things. She said some things, new details that I'd ever knew before that got him thinking. Now, first, he's glad that Blue and him agree that she never provided me any entertainment. That's settled. Now, what that means is it was alleged that he was trying to pay for certain sexual favors, if you will. While it didn't happen, according to her and according to him. Never happens. Very important thing right there. His second point was Blue and I also agree that the first thing I did when she sent me the extortion email she actually sent him an email, which we went over, was to go straight to the club. Let me ask you if I was, and everybody can answer this question, what they think in the comment section. If I was checked, like she claims, why would I go to the club? Wouldn't that already have been taken care of if that happened? That makes no sense at all. I was never checked by anyone. The first time I understood that there was ever an issue is when he got that letter. 
Now, the letter was to him by uh, Blue and another lady that wanted payment because he acted inappropriate to them. Now, I can't tell you what's what. All I can tell you is I'm giving both sides of the story here. But one thing I do know, in you're in the public eye, a lot of people want to try to blackmail you in the stuff. It happens all the time. And he has a family. So, of course, this would get into him, which is a sad state of affairs, if you ask me, you know, blackmailing somebody like that. Third, here it is. I'm fascinated by the allegation of the $200 solicitation. First time I remember hearing that dollar amount. This is interesting because I was there with exactly $200 that little Dave gave him. As I thank you for the patch trial work, Dave gave me $200 all in 20s to have fun with the girls because it was given with a specific purpose. I didn't feel right putting it in my pocket, and I took it back and told Blue that I had it. She then tried to hug me, and I refused her hug, giving her the excuse that I didn't want stripper dust on me, glitter, because you know how they got all that glitter on them, and didn't want to come back to the hotel with glitter on them. She then insisted on a photo, the one where I'm holding a strawberry milkshake, Here's the thing, Blue and the other girl offered me dances, I turned them down, this was after I told them that I had brought 200 bucks, I then paid 10 different people to have a dance with 200 Dave gave me. They made 200 pretty quick because the dances were free from the 200 that uh, little Dave gave them, and it goes on and on and on, on and on and on. Again. This is the attorney, if you go watch American Cholo, that first came to his defense. But when it was later found out what he was doing, and Stephen Stubbs testified at the Mongols' motion for retrial. Then he came on, and in that interview, he called him straight up an informant. He talked about how they were threatened. Because one of the biggest pieces that's going around is, well, you could have called him, he was on the witness list. Well, you're not calling Sassone after your attorneys are threatened. Everybody knows that game. Then he got upset when Bowtie said, well, this guy was meeting with him every damn morning. He told me so. So, he, you know what? He, here's the problem. With this whole thing. You have one guy. Who thinks he was vindicated. When the judge actually said. That there wasn't enough evidence. To overturn the conviction. Because he didn't believe. That there would be a different outcome. If a trial. Was held again. People on the internet are dumb. Real dumb. Because they don't know how things work during a court case. So they take it and run and all that stuff. And I, oh boy, am I going to be showing some other stuff. Because you know what? I was thinking about it. 
I was. I was really thinking about it. I have all this stuff that I haven't brought to the forefront because, quite frankly, you get sick of giving somebody attention when they're a narcissist. Come on, this is the guy who went around and said, my throne, my throne, they took my throne. Last time I checked in a motorcycle club, especially this one, the throne would belong to Genghis Khan. Why? Because it's the club. It is the club that makes everything, not one guy. So you can already see the where he's thinking, oh, my throne, my throne. Come on, really? Anyway, anyway. So, what happened here was that interview was after I did stubs. That we had this, where all the allegations came to the forefront and stuff like that. Now, Let's see here. Another thing was he, you know, because she claimed he didn't know about her past sex work. And she had admitted that she was a lady of the night, if you will. I 100% knew about her past sex work. Everybody did. I heard it multiple times from my clients. It wasn't a secret. I've been the club attorney since 2010. But Blue specifically says that I put myself in the situations dealing with the media. There you go. There is the big one here. Because before she came on, again, he did an interview with us where he called this dude out and talked about all kinds of uh, improprieties in his testimony, who he dealt with, all that type of stuff. She did mention that. And I'm sorry to say, you know, what the hell here? See, I interviewed her because I really believed in her cause. I really did. But then when the admission of the FBI, DEA, ATF, and then this right here, when she mentioned... She put himself in them situations dealing with the media. She was put up to it. That's what happened. She was put up to it. Anybody can see that a mile away to take his reputation out. It's no secret that uh, they claim him as his attorney. I'm an attorney of record in the patch case, and I also filed the Ninth Circuit appeal I have never put myself into any media situation. I have only spoken to the media at request of my clients. I don't know where she got that. Well, it was a jab at you. That's what it was. It was a jab at you because you came on this show and you let loose about the situation that was going on. That's what I wanted to do here, was get some of his words out. Do I believe it was a setup? Yeah, I believe it was a setup. You just see this thing a mile away with him. He was set up because he was making statements. The first thing you gotta do is discredit everybody around you 
that might be a threat. That's what you got to do. You got to get the attention on somebody else so the attention ain't on you. That's how this whole ball game works. And they had to try to discredit freaking uh, Stubbs with this. Even though those of us that have partied at all know, yeah, when you get strippers around, everybody gets stupid. But at the same time, you don't come and try to throw garbage on them at somebody else's behest. You just don't do that. That's what I have for uh, Steven. Steve, I'm sorry I didn't get uh, you know this up quick enough. Like I said, I've been busy as hell right here. Busy as hell. And there's a lot more stuff that I didn't cover, but you know we're on a time crunch here for the first segment. Anyway, don't forget... 5 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Motorcycle Lifestyle uh, News on YouTube. We have uh, all kinds of news that comes out not dealing with clubs. <laughs> we'll be right back after this music break. We have ignition. Strap in. You're about to listen to the hottest sounds. It's the hottest mixtape in the world. And you've got it. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio A61354. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. We got a good one today. I think we're going to get in a little trouble on this one because of our point of view. How you doing, China? I good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Doing pretty good today. I'm not feasing right now. You're feasing. No, just a little. Not just a, lot. a little bit today. Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of rainy. Monday, we're going to have a special one hour special on all this kind of stuff. You're going to see. An important video that has never been put out before regarding the motion for retrial. That's going to get everybody like, yeah, huh? Yeah. I think it's time to put everything out there. I really do. I think it's really time to put it all out there and solve this once and for all. See, I'm not the type of guy with the interviewer where I let a guest grease me where I throw, throw softballs at them and shit like that. No, we get to the real point. It's right, kind of right. like last night. I don't know if anybody watches Tim Pool's channel, uh, Tim Cass IRL, if you haven't, go over there. He had, uh, what is his name, Kane West or Yee, whatever he's called now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he had Milo on there and Nick Parentis. And it would have been his biggest show, but Tim was throwing hardball questions at him. And he ended up walking off the show 10 minutes into it. So that's how you do a damn interview right there, is you get in that ass when they're making accusations. Throw them under the bus. No, you don't throw them under yeah, the bus, do. but you dig into the truth. And you can always tell when you dig into the truth with anybody, if it's a true interview you're going to watch the reactions and you can tell if they're lying or not. And this dude, uh, we now, uh, Kane West, uh, walking off the show, just showed you what was up with him. He was getting agitated. He didn't want to throw his position out there. 
And Tim, you did a damn good job, man. Tim's he's trending everywhere today because of that interview. And it was awesome to see somebody that wasn't afraid of their guest. They wanted the truth. They got to it. And I was like, hell yeah, there you go. That's the way this is supposed to work. You're not supposed to be out there throwing softballs to anybody. You're letting somebody grease you so they to pork your ass. You can't do that. So... You know, I do apologize to Steven. I didn't get to get his side of the story out on my big channel. I know we covered it here on, you know, the second part of the show. But uh, very important stuff. You always try to blame everybody else to get the attention off to you. It's kind of like a Tasmanian devil. You know, you remember that Tasmanian devil with Bugs Bunny and shit like that? How he spins and kicks up all this dust? <laughs> that's the way this is you have the weirdest comparisons what do you mean oh you just do tasmanian double yeah you kick up all the dust and everybody gets discombobulated and that's how you cover yourself that's how it always works it's how it always will work and i was pretty glad tim got in that ass last night because kane west looked like a complete Slock. I can't call him ye. That's just weird. Why do people do that? It's just like when before Prince died, what did he call himself? He, uh, he symbol? Uh, the symbol. Yeah, it was, it's like, it what the symbol. hell's wrong with you yeah. people out there? I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but what is wrong with people that they have to change their name to something stupid? Do you think it gives more uh accreditation to their themselves or you know more reputation? I just don't understand it. Maybe it's because I'm old. Okay. Maybe it's because I'm old. I did that one video where a young one said bikers are irrelevant. The older guys. This guy actually came out and said, you old people don't mean shit to me. Chris says Ebonics. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love my uh, audience oh right my God, there. I love these guys. But I got to uh, tell you, go watch Tim Cass IRL and watch that interview. If you're really in the human interest like I am, you're going to love that damn thing. You are. You're going to love that show. He puts him right into his place. Here is a billionaire on his show. It's Tim. And Tim didn't let him run the show. See, that's the problem when you do a lot of these interviews. If you let your guests run the show and you're not true to your audience, things go bad. Mm. You know, you have no more credibility if you let that happen. That's true. Because you're sitting there looking like you were paid off or you're some kind of punk. And you don't get the truth out there. See, the truth always prevails to me. That's just like that stuff going on Twitter right now with Elon Musk, where Apple has threatened to pull the Twitter app off of the Apple store unless he does what they want. No, I think the turning point right now to this culture war, as they call it, this PC woke crap, is finally starting to turn where people are sick and tired of it. Here you have Apple threatening him when they pulled the Chinese app off their store that the protesters were using to organize. 
if that doesn't tell you about that company, I don't know what will. I'll never own an iPhone. I hate iPhones. You know, but if Google starts going that way, they're stupid because somebody like Elon Musk, he has the money. He has Starlink right now where he can make his own phone up and you wouldn't have to worry about the blackout spots with uh, Starlink. You know, when you go into the woods or something and you lose signal, well, he has fucking Starlink. (laughs) He, He don't need them. So that's, you know, my little thoughts on that type of stuff where I think the culture war is finally turning. What do you think about that? Do you think it's time to say, you know what, enough's enough. Let's go back to normal. Yeah, but what is normal? For real. What what what, what do you is, mean what, what is, is normal? What is normal? I don't think anybody's actually technically Are you normal. kidding me? Normal is where the slim minority don't pass this woke stuff on us where it's not normal to have people involve your kids in something they shouldn't know about. It takes their innocence away. Well, there is so much nowadays that yeah, definitely our kids do not need to know. And if they do need to know it, the parents will tell them. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's how it should be. A hundred percent. That's how it should be. And it just came out that a California school says the parents don't need to know if a child wants to transition. Uh, Are you shitting me? I shouldn't be swearing, but are you kidding me? No, that's not normal. So when you ask a question like that, it's kind of like you're lost in, you know, your reality has gone. You know what's normal. Uh, I would hope that if my child was planning on transitioning into anything like a cat or whatever, that the I would be the first to know. See, and but the, the problem last. with what you just said was, what is normal? And when you say something like that, that breeds. It actually goes and goes and goes until people accept that as a norm. And it really ain't a norm. You know, there's serious problems in this country right now. People are losing their jobs in droves. People are losing them. The economic outlook for next year is horrible. I blame the government. Okay. That's just like, I don't know if anybody caught it yesterday. During the press conference, a reporter, you could tell she was one of them freaking flip heads, goes to them and says, are you keeping an eye on Twitter? Twitter's a private company. The government has no damn uh, reason to get involved in something like this. But they're scared to death because in order to control the minds of people, it's no different than what Russia, North Korea, China is doing right now. And I can't stand the fact that people actually keep voting for these people And now they're making it where everything's illegitimate. They're doing Chicago rope-a-dopes all over this country right now. And nobody is stepping up and saying no. 
because they're afraid of being called racist. They're afraid of being called homophobe. This ain't normal for our country. And I believe the last, what, five, six years, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And with people sitting silent, that's not how you get the truth to the masses. That's just like us. I have everything backed up on every platform I can with all tech in case something happens with main tech. Because it's getting at a point where they're trying to tell you how to think, how to sleep, how to eat. That's what they're doing right now. Years ago, you had the mayor of New York City who put an extreme tax on pop because you have to get your weight down. You can't have these people telling you what to do. So that's why I'm kind of upset that you said what's normal. Because you know in your heart that ain't normal what they're doing right now. Why are you quiet? I'm lost. Why are you lost? I don't know. This is a very important subject. You shouldn't be lost. I'm blind. You got them the deer in the headlight deals. Yeah. Now, this goes into our conversation. Okay. Okay. Well, then what do you say about the... the okay. Well, Go ahead. I don't know. No, 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 no. Go forgot. finish your thought. I forgot. No, you didn't. Finish your thought. I did. I forgot. Come on, you can do it. Finish your thought. I'm thoughtless. <laughs> I guess. But this goes into our subject here of, you know why people vote for these people? Because they expect <laughs> handouts. Something for nothing. That's the only reason that any of them vote for that crap. And we have one subject that's been abused over and over and over again. And that is the public assistance programs. Mm -hmm. You have generations that use that as an income. And you should it should not be that way because people, you pay for that. I know a lot of people don't think like that, but every time you get your check, you have federal taxes being taken out. <laughs> you have state taxes being taken out. You do. Yeah, I know. Where do you think all that money goes? It's not going where it needs to go. No, it ain't. It's going. It's going to pay for everybody else's stuff. Everybody else's stuff. Like now, you know, I understand if you're down and out, and you need a hand up to get back on your feet. I understand that, but when you sit there and you get into the belief that you're owed this, that other people have to pay for your kids because you can't stop spreading your legs, or you have kids. In order to get more. I know people like that. Oh, I know a few people that continue to have kids just to stay on state assistance. So they get state assistance. So and the that, more kids you have, the more food stamps you get. Right. There's some people that are getting six, seven hundred dollars a month. Oh, I've seen higher than that. 
So when you see that money being taken out of your check, remember that. They, again, people that are down and out, I believe, should get a hand up. And you notice I don't say hand out, a hand up to being able to move forward, to get their lives in order. But when I see people driving Cadillacs, BMWs, Mercedes, that's insanity. And I know you see it all the time. You see it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I never thought that you'd be able to use one of them cards at a gas station. Oh, yeah. I never thought I'd see the day that that happens. And it amazes me what they purchase on it. What's some of the stuff they purchase on it? The biggest thing that people purchase on food stamps nowadays is energy drinks. So we're sitting here paying for people to drink a freaking Red Bull. Pretty much. Or a Monster. Yeah. How is that even right? How is that even fair to the rest of us that spend a lot of time at work? You work hard. I work freaking uh, hard as well every time we have to write that tax check at the end of the month. Mm. And then you hear these people going to complain while, you know, people that earn money have to pay their fair share. What are you talking about? Seriously, what are they talking about? And this is where the argument with the rich come into play. The rich pay 90% of the taxes in this country. Where everybody else is getting a refund. You're not paying taxes when you get a refund. So they can go into your job and buy Red Bull. Mm -hmm. Or they can buy Twinkies. Mm -hmm. They can buy pretty much anything. So except, kind of, except except if you have hot foods, they cannot purchase hot foods. So you can't buy hot foods, but you'd sure to hell mm -hmm. buy a Twinkie. Yeah. That's insanity. Well, did you don't it disgust you when that happens? Yeah, it disgusts me because when the receipt prints out, it actually shows you the balance that they have on their food stamp card. What's some of the high amounts that you've seen? Twenty eight hundred. $2,800 for food stamps. Mm -hmm. And that would be in the middle of the month, which because I know here in Illinois and Wisconsin, they get it like the first week of the month. So this is closer towards the end of the month. And so they're well still... over $3,000. Mm -hmm. And then they're driving a nice car on top of that. Where we only drive old ass shit. Mm. My fucking Silverado. Is a 2003. Well, I can't blame them because I like old stuff, but you, you like your old. I trucks, like my so old what are you stuff. Comparing it to new, you, but I, I mean, my car stuff. is not. I got, you, you got a 2008. I got a nice dry rotted tire on the back of my car. Yeah, we got to get that fixed. Yeah, we got to do. But that. anyway, but did you know that government programs are directly used by majority of Americans? And I can almost guarantee that at least one time before you die, you will use social service assistance. Well, that's what I mean. You get a hand up. But I want to go to something that Gio just said. My boy Gio. Now, he's out of Chicago. And he can relate to this. He just said more than some folks make in a month. Almost $3,000 on food stamps. Yeah. It's true. We have a rash of this in the city of Chicago. 
Oh, and the, the, the newest thing nowadays is not only are the parents that are on food stamps getting a card, but all the kids in the family each get their own card. And that shouldn't be the way. Because the kids are even coming in and spending off their own personal food stamp card. Nitro, very interesting. And this happens all the time now. They'll get the food stamps and then sell them at half price for cash. Oh, yeah. That still happens. And he was uh, running a homeless shelter and watched a homeless man give $5 in food stamps for BJ. Mm -hmm. So we just paid. There's a lot of people for a Hummer. There's a lot of people around here. Let's say they get $500 on their food stamp card. Mm -hmm. They'll give somebody their food stamp card just so they can get the cash out of the deal. Right. Every time. I see it everywhere. And what was it where you started to be able to use these at convenience stores? And you know why is because the owners of the convenience stores, they're making their money because they already have the prices jacked up so high where you got, uh, say, a freaking Twinkie costs, what, three, four bucks at a gas station? No, you're exaggerating. How much does it cost? <laughs> Uh, at ours, uh, a dollar eighty nine. Where at Walmart or it's, at Walmart is a dollar at a dollar. Yeah. So you're making that money off of that EBT. Well, that's just like a gallon of milk by us, depending because we sell three different kinds. But mm. if you get like two percent, it's like four thirty nine with tax. But you notice the left, the loony left, as I call them, they're the ones. That say, no, we got to do this. We got to be, you know, we got to make sure we're humane. That ain't humane. We sell boxes of cereal for $7. Seven bucks. <laughs> and people buy that on the food stamps. Yeah. We, what else? We got bacon for okay, we, $10. We, we for get it. Bacon. We get it. We get it. $10. You guys are making bank off of the food stamp stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the part that sucks is the people that really, 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 really do need that help. A lot of times they can't get it. They can't get it because you have somebody that and most of the time these and I'm not trying to be a prick here, but most of the time women are having babies with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Just to get that food stamp stuff. Mm -hmm. That is not the way. And what what upsets me is the fact that they have the nerve to say, well, you're rich or you have money. I need this. You owe me this. And nobody owes you nothing. And I don't think people realize that when you're on the financial or not financial, because financial assistance in Illinois is almost impossible to get. But when you're on the food stamps and the medical card here in Illinois and you have multiple kids from multiple baby daddies or even just multiple kids from one daddy, all that money that you're getting from the public assistance, well, guess what? If you got baby daddies paying child support, that child support goes directly to public aid and you don't even get all the money. Which it should go there. Because you got to pay back what you you're were basic, getting. You're basically, instead of paying child support, you're basically paying back the state for what they're living off of. 
Michelle, China, they give those food stamp cards out to kids at school without the knowledge of their effing parents. I've been trying to say this for the last 15 minutes. They do. They do because the only way the parents would know if they get these cards is if they get the mail before their kids do. And let me tell you, when my kids were young, when our kids were young, it was like a game who can get the mail first between the kids because the kids are nosy and they want to see what's coming in the mail. And the envelopes for those food stamp cards are made directly to the kids. Mm. They're not listed to the parents. Right. The envelopes specifically are to the child's name. It don't matter if that kid's 10 years old. Mm. I don't know why them hoes are so proud. Actually, Chris, they do seem proud, don't they? Oh, yeah. Well, I got me $500 in food stamps. And I'm not trying to be a dick about it. But when you have to pay out of your paycheck... Each month or each week, why ain't more people upset about what's being done with their money? They should be furious. I mean, if if, if you ever sit there and think about where your money goes, like I sat here one day and I'm like, okay, well, it's covering people that are now in Illinois. It's going to be covering those inmates getting, like we said yesterday, getting their college education. It's going to be covering for the state people to live off state aid. It's going to be covering, like, I know our, our taxes here cover all the stuff at the high school as far as, you know, oh, all of a sudden they need a whole new roof. Or wait, a new building that they rarely use. I, I it's, it's ridiculous where your tax money goes. And Grumpy... When I, he was working at a truck stop, he seen people pull up on $30,000 Harleys, come in and buy $200 in snacks with food stamps. Mm-hmm. We have somebody here in town and it went, nice guy, but, but every night when he's on his way back from the bar and he's got his drunken high on, literally mm-hmm. both. He will stop at the gas station and spend $60 on chips, dip, and as many sandwiches as he can throw in a bag. Anywhere from 60, I think the most he's ever spent was 100. And it's all on food stamps. And we just paid for it. Yeah. But he can spend the money at the bar. He can pay for his weed. But he comes to the he he'll come to the come by the gas station and spend all that money on chips, dip, and sandwiches every night. But he can pay to go drink like a fish. What would you think if somebody needed a hand up? How long they should be on something like this? I think they need to, as far as in my opinion. Kind of like how unemployment is, where you have to prove that you're looking for a job. And we all know that's a joke. Well, that is a joke, except, you know, they need to do something to make it where, you know, like unemployment only goes for so long on the norm. Of course, it was extended with all that COVID crap and people Mm. on unemployment made more money than those of us that worked through the pandemic. Mm. But... They need to do something where they can track the people, which they probably will never do, but it's my opinion, 
No, they won't do it because we won't hold these politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. But they need to be able to track and who, you know, like the mom of the six kids that, you know, she needs to get a job. I don't even care if it's a part time job. And then if she does get a job, then in my opinion, they need to lessen her food stamp. Yeah, they need to take away not whatever not, she's making. If she's still making 500 and she's making, you know, a thousand, you know, eight hundred dollars every two weeks. Uh, something ain't right. Mm. She shouldn't be making that much on food stamps. Mm -hmm. uh, Michelle doesn't say uh, DHS on the envelope. <laughs> no, it, do it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's literally like a blank envelope mm. and it just has your kid's name and the address on it. Right. And when you open it up, I know here in Illinois, it's a white card. Do you think six months is enough? I sometimes think that's more than enough. So six months to get your house in order. Mm -hmm. But what do you do when they do have the six kids? The kids didn't ask for this. And now they're in a messed up position where they got to depend on this stuff. Because unless you're making tons of money, you're not raising six kids. No, it's not easy. So then they put the kids in the situation where... It could repeat itself. History. Okay. The kids think this is all right. This is the way things are supposed to go. And the sad part is, is then that's where, that's where the kids nowadays feel that stuff should be just handed to them because they're seeing their parents live off. So it's hard to break that cycle. So then when those kids get older, they're going to possibly follow in the footsteps. They you need to be taught. Yeah. They need to be taught that you do this if you need a helping Morning, hand. Morning, Mike. You don't live off of it. You got to better yourself. Well, we have generations of families in Chicago that live off of it. Generations. That's because they see how their parents are living off of it. And next thing you know it. Sally, who's like 15, goes and gets pregnant. And then guess what? Now Sally's on food, food stamps, stamps too. too. Because mom did it. I think a lot of the family unit has been destroyed so much in this country that it might be hard to pull it out. The narrative is you're owed this from other people. You have, for Christ's sakes, in California where they wanted to pay your rent. Mm -hmm. No. If you choose to live in California where it's high-priced, you better work. You shouldn't expect anybody to pay your rent. They have so many screwed up programs out of California. It's nuts. And then you wonder why the whole damn state's Democrats, because they're giving everybody every damn thing. But at, then on the same time, their other policies suck with crime and all that other crap. Well, I think a lot of things, too, with parents nowadays. I know when I walked into the house when I was pregnant with our daughter 25 years ago. I walked in to tell my parents I was pregnant and my dad looked at me and his thing was, well, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. 
You got to take care of your own. And that's not something that a lot of people would say to somebody. No, because but a lot that of, was I'll, normal. But a lot of parents nowadays, oh, I'll help you. You could stay here. You could live with us. We're going to help you. No, I'm sorry. You go and do what you do. Then you got to take care of your own situation. You got to grow up. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here and expect everybody to do everything for you. You got to learn when it's time to grow up and take care of your own. Well, you got a lot of kids now it's one of the that are in their damn 30s living with their parents. Yeah. With kids. Yeah. The only time I, I know grandparents love seeing their grandkids, but that's a little too much. And, and there are some exceptions to that rule. I will say there are some exceptions. Like if the parents are ill and you need to help take care of your parents because they're in not a healthy way. Well, yeah, there is that exception to the rule. But if you're doing it to like take advantage of your parents, which a lot of kids do because we were raised the generation that think they're owed something. You know what I'm going to call that generation? This is what I'm going to call that generation. I'm going to call that generation the poor me generation. Which is a good label for them. Because it's poor me, poor me. It's all about me. It's all about me. I don't care what you had to do, but it's all about me. You got to take care of me. Because mm-hmm. when you're old, I'm going to take care of you. No, you ain't. Shut up. No, you ain't. No, you're going to end up you're in a, a nursing home. You're going to throw your parents in a damn nursing home, you little 30-year-old bastards. You're going to throw your parents in a, in a nursing home because you ain't going to care. And at the same time, and, and when then you, you're going to milk all their money while they're in that nursing home because it's all about you. And the thing about that is that's sad. That was the way parents thought, okay, I'll go to a nursing home so I don't have to put the burden on kids. And, and, but now it's no, uh-uh. and Michelle, I do agree with that a hundred percent. She says that uh, I jumped through hoops to survive on SSI should be more than EBT. I agree with you because nowadays I'm seeing people with EBT food stamp balances that are way higher than people that are living off social security. People that paid into the system, people that worked all their lives and paid into the system to get their social security and you ain't, and you don't get shit. Not a damn thing. You get nothing. And then if you're on SSI or SSDI, they don't want you working. No. And if you do work, they take away from you. If you do work on that, what is it called? The Ticket to Work program. I've done my research. Uh-huh. When you do work on that Ticket to Work program and you're on Social Security disability or whatever kind of Social Security they take away from your social security because let's say you can work uh, to my knowledge. Cause I have somebody at my job mm-hmm. that is on social security disability. She can only work 15 hours a week. Anytime she works over that 15 hours, she loses part of her disability income. And it shouldn't be that way. Not if you're paying $3,000 for food stamps. Mm-hmm. And Mike, uh, that, you know what? I went through that situation where, I had my grandmother, uh, we had her to the day she died Yeah, and we had my mother that was sick mm-hmm. and we took care of them mm-hmm. because that's what families used to do. We were not going to put them in a nursing home Mm-mm. that never came into my mind. 
but that's that Italian stuff. But there's it's a lot of not people just who think Italian. that. You know, because we're all mama's boys. It's not just Italian. <laughs> My dad got sick, and he he went from the hospital to home on hospice care because we weren't going to leave him in a hospital on hospice care. But if he you have home. somebody that's making three thousand dollars a month on food stamps, why should those on SSI or SSDI? not be able to supplement their income because it's, you know, it, it's funny to hear my mom. She's on SSI. She's almost 80. She worked her ass off. That woman it. worked two jobs. All that the I day, the whole time I've known Hollywood, his mom is always two jobs, two jobs until jobs. she got too old. Yep. And she gets excited for a 7% increase. That's like 20 bucks. Yeah, she gets six. <gasps> did you? Oh my God, did I tell you? <laughs> so she's. But says. at the same time, you got all these on EBT driving around, like Chris said, with a $30,000 Harley or a $30,000 Cadillac. Mm. That ain't right whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, uh, me, I get upset because there's not enough people out there that ain't saying enough's enough. I don't want to keep paying for something like this. We let these people do it. Well, and then you got all, all these people taking advantage of the system. And then you got the people that can't get the help. Like the, uh, the vets, mm -hmm. they're not getting the our vets are sitting on the damn streets. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch. There's actually three of them that sit near a McDonald's by us all mm -hmm. the time. You know, and they're vets, and they're sitting there asking for money and food. Well, Mark is kind. Of, Mark is right. Twenty is a big when you have next to nothing. Very true. Very it's true. true. We just think it's cute when she says it. She's yeah. all excited, <laughs> and she tells us like every day for a week. But I think if you worked all your life and paid into that system, you should be able to get your money. Yeah, I agree. And when you have politicians out there saying, well, we got to cut this and we got to cut. Hey, uh-uh. They paid into it. What's up? SNS. My grandfather's SSI was taken away because they said he made too much and saved too much money over the years and didn't deserve to receive it. Ain't that funny? That's pathetic. When you own a small business. You have to pay a minimum of 15%. That is goes into Social Security and Medicare. Mm -hmm. So you're uh, when somebody did the right thing and saved all his life and worked all his life, he ain't entitled to it? No, wait a How does that work? He's entitled to every penny. Everybody who pays in is entitled to their benefits, if you ask me. A hundred percent. But at the same time, you're paying in. Okay, say you need that hand up. That don't guarantee you that you shouldn't be able to try to make yourself better. Right. And when you do see women laying down... To have more kids, to get food stamps, and boy, do they get excited when tax time comes. <sighs> but they never think, hey, somebody else had to pay that tax in order for me to get them benefits. Mm -hmm. I think it's becoming really sad. 
if you look at other countries, okay, everybody bangs on Canada, for example. Well, you know, they have high taxes, but you know what? They use them taxes to provide their people health care. Michelle says, I raised my daughter without any help from her dad and was only ordered by the state to pay 91 cents a month in child support. True story. Wow. That's sad. But you know what I mean? At least other countries, when they're doing what we're doing, they give something that's needed, like health care. Me, I believe everybody should have health care. Because we pay for it. Why should I send... $80 billion to Ukraine for them. That $80 billion could provide health insurance for everybody. We don't think about our own people. Mm-mm. And that's what uh, th- that's what's wrong with politicians. They Everybody says, well, you got your representative in the House. or They don't represent us. They represent themselves. So they get to say, let's send $80 billion over to Ukraine. Why people don't have health insurance or people are sleeping on the street. And then they try to turn it, twist it, blame other things. But the fact is they spend it like it's their money. So when you have a JB prick saying, hey, we got to pay for education for our inmates. No, get out of here with that. Why should I pay $150,000 to an inmate? They chose to be there. They're teaching them about handouts right there. Michelle says, U.S. only country in the world that pays for insurance on medical. What do you mean? We're the only country where we have to basically pay for our own medical insurance. And then we say that we're the land of the free, that we have the best country in the world. No, the land of the free we're the land of God forsaken, expensive as hell. Exactly. And we're too busy giving everybody else the money. They don't deserve the money and that you go to work for. If you have to get your own insurance, everybody's, oh, Obamacare. Dude, that shit's expensive. I don't care what anybody says. That is not cheap. Mm-hmm. You can get insurance for as low as $10 a month. No, you can't. In England, their taxes go to el- educate their youth. They pay taxes on televisions to watch it, but their taxes do not support the country enterprise does. That's the way it should be. That's just like the Netherlands. Yeah, they got high-ass taxes, but at the same time, they're getting services out of the government that they deserve. And they got some of the best medical care around. And that's why I laugh when people bash Canada's health system. Hey, at least they're getting it. There's people that are going bankrupt to pay for their medical. Uh, Social jitters. Yep. ACA marketplace plans for 500 a month with impossible deductibles. Yeah, nowadays these deductibles and and were exactly were $7500, The cheapest deductible I have seen for a $500 month policy was $3500. Yeah, so you have to pay $3500 before you can even get any coverage. 
any coverage for something you're already paying for. Exactly. It's a racket. It is. It's a loan sharking racket mm-hmm. that they set up. Now, what's the problem if, okay, okay you want to offer public aid? Well, wait a second here. Go ahead and, okay, if you want to charge two, $300 for it, fine. Make your deductible of 100 200 bucks. If you're going to give away $3,000 in food stamps. Sad, isn't it? At least you're making something up for it. Sad, isn't it? My favorite, my favorite is when you can't afford your own medical insurance. You try to go get medical insurance through the public aid department. Well, you make too much money, so screw you. You can't have medical insurance. But if you had five other kids, you could. But if, yeah, if you've got like five kids under the age of 18, you get covered 100%. Ain't it if you have a kid under 18, they give it to you automatically here in Illinois? Yeah. So it depends, but it still depends though. What do you mean? Because they're going to base it off your income. If you make even $50 more than what they claim you can make, Mm -hmm. depending on your household size, your kid will get covered, but the parent won't. Where it used to be, everybody got covered. Yeah. Now it's the kids will get covered, but the parent won't because you make too much. And Brian, he's from Canada. Here we go. Medicare in Canada isn't what it used to be, but it's better than nothing. Still happy I'm Canadian. But aren't you happy, Brian, that your taxes are being used correctly in taking care of the people who need the health insurance? It might not be the best, but But it's there. At least your money's going to where something's going to help you. Where in the United States, it ain't happening. We're paying for everybody around the damn world. But we don't get the basic, basic health care. And that I have to put on the damn right. Because, well, that's socialized medicine bullshit. Canadians ain't social. They're not, it's not socialism in Canada. It's not socialism in England or Netherlands. No, because they're too busy out there taking the money from all these insurance companies. That's why you pay $500 for a month and then you have to pay $7,500 in deductibles because of them. So that's one point that I do agree with the loony left on is basic medical. Come on, basic medical. Uh, what else we got here? Reagan uh, tried to bring uh, gold standard, but they that was the worst mistake that ever was made. But I can't talk about that because China Dow will be like bad deer in the headlights as far as the gold standards concerned. <laughs> She being a deer, a deer in a headlight, nitro. Uh, but you got some other interesting stuff uh, going on right here with this article. Yeah, but you just like took over. Sorry, you just this gets to over. me because I gotta over. pay. Okay, do you think people that actually need the assistance should be embarrassed to be on it? As long as. They use it to get back on their feet, to be productive in society. I believe you give it to them without, they shouldn't be embarrassed. 
Do you remember back? Okay. But as long as they're not using it as a crutch. But do you remember back when we were young, food stamps were actually little a book of stamps. Mm. And, oh man, that was a racket right there. And now, you know, you get this little debit card where where all you need to know is your pin. But it's like back when and 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 I think people now aren't as embarrassed to use that. Uh, I'm paying for it on Link. Uh, okay, let me get you your seven because it's drinks. became a normal. But see, back when we were growing up, if your parent, if as a parent, and they had to bring out that stamp book. Oh, they were embarrassed. They were extremely embarrassed at the grocery store or like here in Illinois. I don't know if they have it in other states. I only know about Illinois with this, but they have WIC, women and infant children, where you get a little a little card, like a little paper, and you can go get like milk, eggs, cheese, that kind of stuff on this little paper thing. I mean, I don't know how they do it now, but that's how I believe it was years that, ago. See, that's the problem with this. The kids ain't... and you can get formula on that, though. Yeah, that's a good deal. But the the thing is, the kids shouldn't have to suffer because of the idiocy of the parents. That's where this comes a, a gray area. Because you don't want these kids suffering because of these morons. But at the same time, people shouldn't be embarrassed that needed a little help to get past the hard spot. That I don't believe. Uh, Hollywood in 1776, we gave our right to control the American dollar away to 13 families, which now are the world banking. Again, I can't bring that up to uh, China because you'd be deers and headlights. What else is new? These are subjects she actually has to study before we come in on air. Because after we get off air, she's like, you made me look dumb. That's what I have to hear. <laughs> yeah, I do. I go, thanks for making me look stupid. couple other things before we move on. No, it's, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, you know, they have, they have lists. Like that people like really don't pay attention to of what is uh permitted and not permitted on food stamps. Okay. There are some things that I don't agree with as far as the items that are not permitted on food stamps. Right. That I think should be permitted on food stamps, you know, like toilet paper. I don't think so. Go wipe your ass with leaves. I think people should be able to get toilet paper, but you can't. And but yeah, you can't. Cause it's food. I get it, but you know there should be an exception to the rule. Okay, to once get you get one paper. exception, then no, you get I'm more. No, I'm just saying and more that should more. be the only exception to the rule is the toilet paper. Because you know, if you need tampons and all that stuff, then you know, good job. Everybody should have a job. Anybody waiting, try to get out of it. You got to break the cycle. Yeah, but that's time. just it. People get so comfortable living off public aid. And instead of looking for that job, that's why I think that they should limit the time limit on how long you get it to get back on your feet. It should be a to get back on your feet thing, mm. not a, hey, here you go. You can have this the rest of your life. Mm. Go ahead, pop another kid out because then you'll get more. And Mark's right. They do buy fentanyl and other drugs with the food stamps. They do because they I've sell the, they sell their food stamps. Oh, you know, that is what uh, 
you know, that's $500, but I got a thousand on food stamps. Mm-hmm. Would you take that instead? And then the kids go freaking hungry because there's no checks and balances on who's using that card and who's not. I mean, if you if you think about it, the abuse of governmental su- assistance and subsidy programs are always going to occur because people find a way to do it. So it should be where security is taken ex- very serious in order to, to get a you know to stop that type of stuff, but they don't even care who uses them. Well, okay, and here's the other thing: there's families that have multiple people living in their house and three or four different people have their own cases in the public aid system at the same address. Mm -hmm. And And they know this and they know this, but they're not putting in it. They're not stopping it. Mm -hmm. You got five families living in one house. All five families are on public assistance. Same address. Mm -hmm. Why don't you check that shit? They won't because it's easier just to because you got give f- it over than it is to actually do some work. You got five families. You better be taking into account all the people's income before you dish out that financial. Well, assistance. look at what Mike just said. The system is built for people that know how to break it, not for people like me and you. That's very true. That is well freaking said right there. People make a whole living on trying to beat the system. And a lot of people do it. Because there's no checks and balances within the system to make it to where it can't be used for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's because they ain't going to go check that you got five people in one house because you could be like, no, it's an apartment building. Now, Mark brought up. If they take stamps, you have to have an ID to match the card. They don't even do that, do they? They don't put your name on the card. Really? Link cards don't have people's names on them. You can, I could literally. I never knew that. If I had, if I had, I'm going to pretend my cigarette box right here is a a link card. There ain't no name on this thing whatsoever. You'd be like, yo, Steve, why don't you go get me some shit? (laughs) You can hand it to whoever you want. All they need to know is your pin. Oh my goodness. There's no name on these cards. It's not like a actual debit card where your name is engraved in it. There's no name on it. Even with the kids' cards, there are no that's names. That's Illinois, right? That's Illinois. And no, that's Wisconsin, too. There ain't no names on Wisconsin cards. So the first step in fighting need, the fraud need, would you be need to have the their name, names and the, an ID. The name matching the ID. Because then wow. this, way, this way Sally can't use Susie's card. Wow. There's no names on them. It's a little debit card, a little swiper debit card, but there ain't no nothing. But on do it. they gotta provide a pin? Yeah, you have to provide the pin, but you can go, hey Joe, 1345. You That's know all what? you gotta I, do is I tell am them the actually pin. I'm actually well, Iowa they say Nitro says it's on there, but not Illinois or Wisconsin. That fl- that flabbergasts me. Because we get a lot of people at our gas station from Wisconsin that use the EBT card, too. And it's funny because when you see the balance at the EBT for Wisconsin, they don't make as much on EBT as Illinois does. Think about that. 
dirty knobs. You don't need an ID to vote. Why would you need one? Uh, I still think you should have an ID to vote because I could have voted well, that's, in his mom's place. That's that's a that's an interesting thing because if they made you use an ID for the food stamps, then they have no argument of why you need an ID for voting. Mm-hmm. See how freaking they're snakes, these politicians. I literally could have voted as his mom when we went and voted. And they wouldn't have done nothing They about wouldn't it. have said nothing. I and then have. you could have came back and voted as yourself. Yeah, later in the day, I could have voted twice. Oh, my yeah. God. When I, I went in with him, they thought I was, they, they said his mom's name. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I think Jebby uh, said it right to end the show. It was designed for people to get comfortable because the more people living off assistance, the more people they control. That's true. And that's exactly what they're doing in all these major cities with the propaganda and the controlling people. And they're too weak minded to understand that's what's happening. They're too weak minded. And that's what politicians want is weak minded people not to question them because they keep their power. It's all a power trip. So it's just easy to give the people what they need. And, oh, you should be proud of me because I got you that. Nitro. Last time I went to West Side of Chicago, a pack of Marlboros was $12. Um, well, in Chi-Town, you can get a pack of cigarettes if you're lucky for $20 a pack. This shit right here. It's was... $20 a pack now? Well, yeah. This shit right here. This shit at, at, here in our town, $10.60. It's 10 bucks for a cigarette. That's now? with tax. You know what? I should do what we did in the mm. old days. Go get. There ain't up. no EB bar brown trucks no more. Don't even start with that. That's the, that's old school. That's that what we used that. to do. We hit them. EB, they allegedly them. hit them. EB they don't bar have brown those trucks. anymore. They don't have those anymore. Oh my goodness. It's a sad state of per I can't talk. Sad state of affairs. There it is. It's a sad country of affairs. Let you me got tell that you right. What. Anyway, we'll see you guys and gals tomorrow. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section about this uh subject. Don't forget to make sure you pass it along. I'll see you guys at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time over on the Motorcycle Life News Channel.
motorcycles is looking really weird to us old timers right now but it's looking cool to all the youngsters i guarantee by 2050 i would have to say that us old timers that are still around anyway are not going to recognize anything that's happening with motorcycles i wonder how harley davidson's gonna cope with this because they sure the hell ain't doing good with the live wire. But there is the trend right there. And that is electric motorcycles. I think that's the wave of the future. You know, us old timers, we're going to bitch, we're going to moan, we're going to cry. But that's just uh, the truth of the matter, man. Everybody's going towards electric. Uh, me, I prefer gasoline. But, uh, you know, I was going on Google and I was looking at some of this stuff because I have an article I wanted to go over. And it talks about the trends that are shaping the motorcycle scene. And look at some of this stuff. It is like right out of Tron. If you haven't seen Tron, it was an early 80s deal. Then it had a reboot. And... You would have never thought that's where we're headed. And that first bike right here where I got the mouse, you're, you're looking at it, you know, just two big wheels. And it looks like a Tron thing. All you need is a button to go and throw the lid on for you. And you're that forward on that bike. And let's be honest. There's only so much you're going to be able to do with a motorcycle uh, same with this black and uh, green one that's going to make it any different than what we see now. Yeah, you're going to have the technology behind it. You're going to have, uh, you know, anti-lock brakes and all that stuff. And that is kind of like the trends. I, go put futuristic motorcycles in the Google thing and you'll be surprised as hell at the different looks 
that you're going to be getting. Hell, you got that one out of hotcars.com. It looks like it has like four wheels. They spread out like a spider or something. Me, I can never imagine riding one of these, but I know my grandkids are probably going to ride them, and they're going to think they're cool, where they're going to look back at Harleys and even Shadows and all that stuff like they're, you know, prehistoric in the motorcycle industry. Uh, some of the trends, and this is from Lynchpins, very good article here, and it was uh, written by Team Lynchpin. This is the trends they are saying that is going to light up during 2023. The e-bike. Now, yes, you have the live wires. You have uh, other stuff coming out from Honda, Kawasaki. But e-bike in itself, you can actually see them running around with them little 80cc engine, the gas ones, where you can get 150. The uh, miles, I think it is, off of uh, a gallon of gas. But you're also seeing the electric ones come out, which is pretty cool. Because if you're into biking, going up hills and stuff, it really comes out in handy. But e-bikes are starting to become the thing now. Even though, for the cost of like a Harley-Davidson e-bike, you're looking at $4,000 and it's a bicycle. But people are willing to pay that, especially in the urban areas, to get their hands on something like that. Now, a serious question here. Serious question. Say you didn't have a motorcycle. Hell, say you didn't have a car. But you got your hands on, and it don't have to be an electric one, but you get your hands on one of these 80cc motors on a bicycle that goes 150 miles and can go up to 30 miles an hour, do you think you're going to buy one instead of walking? I think so. They look pretty cool anyway. Uh, so the e-bike is one of the things that is really pushing forward within not only the motorcycle scene, but in transportation itself. Uh, another thing they're talking about here is signal functions, light controls. And what's interesting about that, because it you're having it to where it's coordinated with a helmet if you're wearing it, which is really cool. The more safety, the better. Now, I'm not one of them guys that are going to tell you wear a yellow vest and stuff. Then you're just scared. You, you don't need to be on a bike. But as far as... There's paint jobs out there where if you hit it with the right light, it glows up, which at nighttime would be perfect. It, it really would. It'd be perfect. Uh, now, if they had to do something about the damn deer, that would be even better. Get rid of the deer. Do something with the deer. You know, I know they used to sell these things, uh, these whistles that only deer can uh, hear. Bull. I never believed in them. But signal functions, light controls, that is really getting to be... Well, look at the, you know, the LEDs that you can put on now. You just see like 700 feet in front of you. The, you know, the day... Uh, what are the daylights or daybreaks or something like that? So that technology is coming out to be awesome. Uh, then you got the stability control, anti-lock braking system, side view assist. I'm really interested in the side view assist. Because 
where you don't you always have to worry about what's on your rear you know on the side rears i'm not talking directly behind you i'm talking that blind spot so anything that could help you get around them blind spots would be cool and now they're being incorporated in the motorcycles it's kind of like side scan radar if you ask me before long a motorcycle is going to have a dashboard that you need to use a license to uh get a freaking uh you need a pilot's license to drive these damn things uh abs i don't know what i feel about abs i really don't i don't know how i feel about it i don't know if it would be safe or whatever uh but they're claiming rainy uh, weather conditions are often not the best for motorcyclists and you know what you have to have some kind of experience if you're going to be riding in the rain you do. It's not something that a newbie should try, especially going 80 miles an hour down the road in a pack, but maybe it will help the ABS system. I don't know. Uh, liquid cool motorcycles, come on, those are the best. You have to admit it, they're better than the air-cooled ones. They don't get as hot. You got more reliability coming out of the liquid cools than just the regular airs. Now, that's one thing I think Harley-Davidson, you know, better start getting their ass together on, their act together, because that's the wave of the future right there, is liquid-cooled, and the Japanese have already got us on that. BMW, the Germans got us, everybody's got us in that one. The AR helmet, man, I don't care what you say, I think it is cool. I think it's cool. Get a HUD helmet. They're, they're the, you know, the cheapest one I've seen right now is about 700 bucks. There are some helmets that uh, cost more than the damn bike itself. But they give you a whole 360 view of what's going around. Yeah. It's awesome. What's going on around you, the whole three, you know, the whole view is beautiful. And then it has your speed. It has, uh, cams on front and back it's great for model vloggers but i think that as a safety feature is beautiful man a hud helmet uh i'm saving up for one i want to get one of these things the only thing i'm worried about with the the ones that are coming out now is the technology will probably be obsolete in two years and they're gonna have something a lot better happening with them ar helmets but me, I'm 100%, 100% into them HUDs. I don't know if you are. I know a lot of the older guys don't like wearing helmets. Uh, I don't wear them all the time. Now, if I'm on a long ride, yeah, I'm going to wear it because that's what I choose to do. So I'd choose to have something like this going on with one of them HUDs. And then it's talking about uh, increased mobility, retro-inspired and security system. Let's talk about the retro bikes right now. One of the biggest successes that Ford and GM Dodge had was they went backwards. You know, you had the Mustang, the Camaro, uh, just like it was when in their muscle car days. Now, could you imagine Harley Davidson putting out a product or uh, a factory line of panheads? Yeah, I know s and has them and all that type of stuff, but Harley-Davidson reinventing the old. Now, I know a lot of the old-timers would go up and snatch it, 
But at the same time, will the youngins, unless there's some technological change to them, that'll make them buy it. But I think that would be a perfect ideal for Harley, Honda, all of them, to try to grab what used to be and remake it kind of like the car manufacturers did. But it, it, this is just such an interesting subject that you can really, really talk about for hours. Because the design's like the one behind me. Holy cow! I wouldn't even know what to do on one of them damn things. It has the four wheels, it goes with the road. It, it, it's an exciting time, but it's also a time where the older guys like myself are, I would have to say scared. I would have to say scared because we don't know the technology that the younger generation knows. So I believe, yeah, our kids are still in our generation when it comes to motorcycles, but the grandbabies that are just growing up now, this is the stuff that they're going to be getting. This is the stuff that they're going to be riding. And there is going to be a day when you get the old Tron bikes with, the, you know, it starts raining. Okay, let's put the, the, the freaking hood on or whatever the hell it is, the top. Kind of like a convertible. And then you have the anti-lock brakes and the damn thing probably drive itself. So I don't know how you'd classify it as a motorcycle. They also have motorcycles right now that are like drones. You know, one person drones. So the future is exciting, scary, and I wish, yeah, around 2050, 2060, I'd be around to be able to see how this stuff goes forward. Hell, we're guys that, uh, you know, lived through the tape recorder days and before cell phones. Very interesting stuff. So let me know in the comments section what you guys all think, and uh, I'll catch you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central.